Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Bull. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. And good morning, Victoria. Congratulations for uh, having another sunny day. Just lovely. Um, going to be a bit warm, though. I'm Jeff Waters, and uh, you're listening to Dirt Radio from Friends of the Earth, where we're very, very, very pleased and grateful to be broadcasting from Wurundjeri country uh, here close to the banks of the Birrarung in Melbourne, or Nam. And uh, wherever you're listening from, we must acknowledge that you're listening to us on stolen land where the sovereignty was never ceded. Just appalling. Today, uh, we're going to be heading up north. We're uh, crossing the border, crossing the Murray River and heading even further up north to talk to some forest activists about a very unfortunate ruling uh, in court recently, which uh, opens up a um, huge amount of native country, native forest country, to logging, uh, unfortunately. Of course, here in the People's Republic of Victoria, the government has very wisely stopped native forest logging. Hooray! But it continues, it con- and it continues in some absolutely gorgeous parts of the country. So, And, of course, you know, biologically significant parts of the country. Uh, and uh, there are many um, species, particularly endangered species, that will be endangered further because of this native forests ruling. Of course, we had a terrible court case, court decision yesterday, as well in the federal court when it was decided that uh, the Santos uh, Pollution Company, uh, which profits from uh, trying to kill us all uh, from you know global warming, we will drown or die of heat exhaustion. And uh, yeah, so the court allow- is now allowing Santos to lay a very long pipeline from the Timor Sea to Darwin through uh, sea country of Tiwi Islanders who tried to get it stopped uh, and was successful for some very many months. But uh, unfortunately now it will be going ahead and no doubt Santos is out there laying that uh, big pipeline already, which uh, is terribly, terribly sad. But speaking of sad, uh, we'll go back to the forest now, and I'm go- we're going to be talking this morning to two uh, uh, activists from up there in northern New South Wales, and the first one, uh, both both of whom are from the Northeast Forest Alliance, um, a sensational group that does a lot of very very important work, uh, and is uh, ha- has had many successes under its belt, but unfortunately. 
uh, not recently on this topic. And uh, we're going to be talking to Susie Russell and Sean O'Shaughnessy, uh, Sean, a little bit later on. But first, we'll be joined. We're joined by Susie. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning, Jeff. And whereabouts are you talking to us from, Susie? Uh, well, this morning, I think I'm talking to you from Wawarung country, not far uh, south of Melbourne. Oh, you're in you're in town. <laughs> yeah, I'm close. Yeah, I've got family <laughs> here. I've come to see them. Oh, okay. Well, uh, welcome, and, 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 and I hope you're having a lovely time. Now, tell me, uh, first of all, give us a bit of background. Describe for me the sort of country that we're talking about for those of us who, who haven't been to northern New South Wales. Well, northern New South Wales has uh, beautiful, tall forests that are um, uh, really the sort of diversity of uh, species, particularly eucalypt species, means that much of the area would qualify for World Heritage Listing were a, a government to try and uh, do that. Um, it has a lot of uh, biodiversity, probably um, more so than forests to the south because, it, of course, the temperature is warmer. And uh, so we see a lot of... Um, uh, uh, plant diversity with a lot of rainforest species um, intermingled with the eucalypt. So in any particular forest, you'll see lush rainforest gullies uh, with drier eucalypt ridges, perhaps. You know, there's a lot of um, of that diversity. And the animals that we're particularly concerned about are obviously the koala uh, is a big one, but also the all the animals that depend on tree hollows. So particularly the large forest owls, the greater glider, the yellow-bellied glider, um, the cockatoos, you know, the, the parrots. Um, I think in our part of the world, there are about 170 animals that use tree hollows, which are old, only form in old trees. And so obviously the... Um, the logging practices are all about taking the trees that are uh, either the big old trees or the ones that are going to be the big old trees, leaving this incredible uh, hole in habitat that uh, is going to take a century to to be able to fix. Wow, it's so sad. So many different species use those tree hollows, all the parrots just about. and um, Yeah. Uh, it's uh, incredibly sad that the big old ones are the ones that get picked on. Um, and that's the country where the, my favourite tree, the, uh, the white cedar, comes from. Just a beautiful, beautiful Australia's only deciduous, tr native deciduous tree, I believe. I might be wrong. Please, listener, call in and correct me if you need to. But, uh, okay, so... Um, Bit of by way of background, uh, you had some success in temporarily at least stopping the logging um, thanks to the court case. Tell us about the court case and and, and the background there. Well, um, well, we haven't actually. I mean, we oh. we took a we took this case. So, what in New South Wales has different laws to Victoria, and where Victoria laws enabled groups to challenge particular logging practices. We don't have those same opportunities. We actually have a law that specifically says uh, the only the Environment Protection Authority um, can take 
uh, cases against um, the Forestry Corporation, the government-owned logging um, company. Um, now, we're actually... There's another case launched yesterday which is going to challenge that, not by us, but by some colleagues. But the overall... Um, logging regime is kind of falls under what's called the regional forest agreements uh, that are an agreement between the state and federal government that effectively turns off federal environment laws. So um, federally endangered species don't have to get any special treatment under a regional forest agreement. Wow, you can see why the lawyers want to challenge that. That's just crazy. And that only the only the Environment Protection Authority can stop the logging? That's that's surely yeah. the federal laws will override that. But I suppose that's what we're going to see in this new court case. Well, yeah, exactly. So I mean our case challenged the um the extension of a regional forest agreement for a further twenty years. So they'd been in place for um a, 18 years and wow. were extended for another 20 wow. without any further assessments being done, without any sort of detailed analysis of what the impacts of climate change might be, without looking at um, what the impacts of fire might be or the impact of logging for the last 20 years. I mean, it really was a tick-the-box exercise, which we felt um, was a breach of the Federal Regional Forest Agreement Act. And so that was the basis of our challenge. We had the case uh, heard in 2022, in March in 2022. So it's taken 22 months to get a judgment. Uh, And we were hopeful. I mean, I was hopeful that the fact that the judgment took so long meant maybe the judge was actually doing something that wasn't a rubber stamp, tick the box, you know, status quo judgment. But I was wrong. And uh, last week we got the judgment which basically said, look, the governments said they were paying attention to climate change. They said it was something they needed to consider. They said they were going to look at the impacts on endangered species, whether or not those things were being done adequately um, is a matter for politics and for governments to decide. So basically the decision of the judge was um, that our case was dismissed because uh, she thought that the tick the box exercise had been carried out and um, it wasn't for the court, it was politics. So we in New South Wales are now thrown back into a situation where, um, like Victoria has been, uh, in the past, where we, we're kind of fighting that rearguard action. We've got so many areas that are being um, intensively logged at the moment, uh, so much greater glider habitat and koala habitat. That was... Um, obviously, we lost a lot in the 2019-20 fires. The forests haven't properly recovered, uh, and yet now we've got this really full-on uh, logging happening right across the region and um, uh, that particular hope that we had of bringing it to a halt has gone so we're back to trying to think about what that political campaign to do something about it might involve. Wow, what a fight. Uh, You're listening to 3CR Radical Radio. This is Dirt Radio from Friends of the Earth. I'm Jeff Waters and I'm speaking with um, Susie Russell, who's from the Northeast Forest Alliance in New South Wales, um, although 
Susie's in Victoria at the moment because, you know, she knows where where the best part of the world is to visit. Um, Susie, please just explain to us again what is happening with this new court case. You're actually going to be challenging a New South Wales law that overrides federal legislation. Um, I take it, is this through the Environmental Defenders Office, our very good friends? Um, well, the case that we took last week was with the Environmental Defenders Office, but uh, there was a, a case. Um, so our colleagues in the southeast uh, forest, southeast forest rescue, yesterday um, launched a new case challenging this idea that only the EPA can take action against breaches of the logging rules. That's the Environmental uh, Protection Authority, I take it? That's right, yeah. So um, that's been the sort of common wisdom for quite some time. But uh, the good thing about the cases that NEFA has run in the last um, year or so is that we have been both cases that we've run been given standing, uh, which means that we've been given the right to take a case to court so South East Forest Rescue are hoping that they can also obtain standing uh, to take a case. And they have legal advice that says that while the EPA um, obviously are meant to have the responsibility for um, enforcing the logging rules, they don't have exclusive right. Uh, and, and here's a community group that's going to give it a go and saying we're seeing all these breaches, so we're seeing all this greater glider habitat um, being logged, I'll just tell you, the greater gliders, they only come out at night and there's a rule that says that you have to protect the trees that they shelter in during the day. So the only way you can find those trees is to see them coming out of those trees at dusk or going in at dawn. Forestry looks for them in the middle of the day. So they never find any. So of they don't course. have to protect any areas. You know, it's the most absurd situation. And so that's basically the challenge that um, South East Forest Rescue lodged yesterday in the Land and Environment Court. And I think it's going to go to an injunction hearing on Friday. So we'll know quickly whether it's got legs. But at the moment, that's our, uh, you know, that's our beacon of hope after our loss last week. But, you know, we don't give up. We just try and move on to the next thing and work out what we can do to give these amazing, unique um, animals and, and this exceptionally biodiverse flora a chance in a rapidly warming world. Well, we've all got our fingers and toes crossed for the uh, southeastern mob who are who are taking... Uh, sorry, what was the name of the organisation again? Southeast Forest Rescue. Southeast Forest Rescue, everybody. Keep an eye on that and that case. Uh, and with any luck, we'll see that overturned. Thank you very much for joining us this morning, Susie, and strength to your arm. Uh, hopefully uh, there'll be some good news on the horizon for you. Yeah, thanks a lot. We're, we're trying to do what Victoria's done. <laughs> well, yeah, good luck with that. And, um, well, it sounds like it, it's something that even has potential to end up in the High Court or something like that. So, uh, uh, yeah, there, there's obviously financial implications there, but uh, good luck with it all and um, and please wish your colleagues in the South um, you know, luck from all of us and all of the listeners. Um, Thank you. So uh, that, was, that was Susie uh, Russell from New South Wales um, speaking to us from Victoria, though, and... Um, we want to see some laws changed, so here's David Bowie joining the call.
And I'm going to be humming that song all day now, view uh, listeners. I nearly called you viewers then. <laughs> Too much uh, 1970s television. Well, we're uh, well. You're still listening to 3CR Radical Radio, and this is Dirt Radio from Friends of the Earth. I'm Jeff Waters, and we're talking about. Uh, we're talking to two activists today from the Northeast Forest Alliance about uh, issues re- relating to 
logging, native forest logging, uh, and the terrible impact that's going to be having on and continues to have on uh, biodiversity uh, in northern New South Wales. Uh, we just heard about another case that's about to involve the southern forests of New South, southeastern forests of New South Wales, which is, which is good news because there's still hope. We're joined now by another uh, uh, colleague from Northeast Forest Alliance, uh, and uh, he'll be talking about the same subject. Sean O'Shaughnessy, are you with us? Jeff, yes, thanks for having me. And where are you speaking to us from this morning, Sean? I'm in Widgeable Wyable country here in uh, Lismore, where it's raining again. Oh no, poor Lismore, that's terrible. Well, I'm, it's, I'm it's, sure uh, that everybody's heart sinks in Lismore and that, that area whenever it, there's heavy rain. It has been raining for, for, for a fair few days and it's predicted to rain for a few more and it does make everybody a little bit anxious, yeah. Put everybody on edge. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, I, there's so many reasons to cross our fingers and toes this morning. Yes. Uh, as people have been hearing about this new court case. But please tell us, um, what what has your involvement with, the personal involvement with this campaign been? Oh, I've, I've been involved with uh, forest protection actions for uh, over 30 years now. Um, I think I was first in the southeast forest, uh, up a tree in Coolangubra, uh for a week back in the early 90s. And... Uh, and have been involved in all sorts of different actions uh, all across the, the the New South Wales mainly ever since. Fabulous. Um, and what about this? What about this case? This case. Um, well, I've been a campaigner for North East Forest Alliance, uh, particularly you know at least uh, more or less full time for the last three years. And uh, yes, I've been involved in in helping uh, to publicise and uh, uh, yeah fundraise for the case over the period. I'm not a scientist or a uh, lawyer, so I'm uh, my my involvement is more about talking talking to people about the issues and trying to get people involved. You're just a good, uh, sensible person, and that's what they're the people that you meet in our movement. <laughs> Good nice people. Somebody call me sensible. Thanks, sensible. <laughs> yes. Well, we're trying to save the planet. For goodness' Indeed. sake, how more sensible could you be? Indeed. I mean, like the trouble, Jeff, is that native forest logging, as I've always seen it over the last thirty years, is a classic case of uh, criminal behaviour uh, taken out by smash and grab capitalists who just want to go in and and rip off something that belongs to someone else and sell it for a profit. You know, and they, they don't care if they destroy in the process the, uh, the, 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 the source of the supply because there'll always be somebody and something else to rip off in the future. It's a, you know, a classic sort of a Viking Raider kind of economic model that capitalism thrives on. And that's, that's what's going on in our forests. You know, we've got our public native forests being, uh, being smashed by uh, a tiny, tiny group, a few hundred uh, loggers who, uh, uh, are making making sense in the dollar by taking our, our, our ecosystems, our, our biodiversity hotspots, our water catchments, our climate climate sinks, you know, our carbon sinks, our you know stable climate, and 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 smashing it and turning it into wood chips and uh, and and pallets and and uh, and uh, you know the tomato steaks. Basically, they they take what is something essential to life and essential to us all and turn it into rubbish and sell it off for a quick uh, profit 
It's, it's a disgusting. I mean, as Susie was just describing, they do so in this lawless manner. They do, they do all this vandalism and, 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 and uh, malicious damage to our forests. And it, outside the law, they, they simply operate above the law. To the extent that they're regulated, they're self-regulated. They get to tick the box, say, yes, 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 we'd like to have Susie describe. We, we look for gliders, didn't see any at lunchtime. Yeah. There's no gliders. We'll go ahead and smash the forest. It's fine. And what Sean, they say about Sean, themselves before, is... Sean, we, we yeah. love you. I, I'd like to have you on radio every day. You're fantastic. <laughs> but uh, we can also hear your enthusiasm over the telephone line. It's distorting just a little bit. might be helpful for the listener if you just move the telephone microphone a little bit further away from your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, you're speaking with great enthusiasm, and we love that. But... Um, yeah, sorry, we're just getting some audio interference. Um, c- right. c- what, tell me about Fridays for Forests. What's that? Well, people get together on a Friday at 10 a.m., wherever they are, whether they're with a group of people or whether they're simply by themselves, and publicise the fact that they're going to stand up for forests. It's, a, it's an opportunity for people to make a commitment, to reiterate that commitment every week, and to, to be to be visible about it, to publicise the fact that they are joining in the, the, the vast majority of Australians who are determined to see an end to native forest logging. And, of so, course, uh, of you course know, you're showing the government, which is, you know, the, the, the New South Wales government, obviously the people who can put a break on this, and you're showing them that there's popular support. Yeah, that's, that's, that's part of it. Also showing each other. I mean, a big part of building movements is, to, uh, is for people to see other people doing this. And it's when people show their friends and, and families and communities through social media, which is the main way that this happens, but by publicly, uh, you know, performing some some public action that can be seen, uh, other people look and go, oh, oh, yeah, I'd like to do that, or, oh, that's a good idea, I hadn't thought of that, or, gee, is that what people do? I might do it too, you know? It's, it's just about social proof as much as anything. And, and as you say also about forcing the government... And uh, and the bureaucrats and the and the legal system to all acknowledge the fact that this is the the will of the vast majority of people in in Australia that uh, native forest logging should be ended. People are horrified when they find out that native forest logging is continuing. Mostly, mostly people are ignorant that it's even happening. They think, oh, aren't the forest protected? Yes. Uh, don't our, don't our, doesn't our timber come from plantations? Oh, which which dear. is actually true. Hmm. Like most of our timber actually comes from plantations. There's eighty percent of the uh, the timber that goes into the housing industry is from uh, plantation, you know, softwoods, pine, uh, and so you know, like people are horrified. They say, "Why? Why are our native forests being logged? If not for housing, then what is it for?" And as I say, it's basically they do it to produce rubbish. It's waste. Uh, yes. So um, it, it's a shocking state of affairs. Well, they but produce people- rubbish and they produce cash for shareholders. Yeah, small, a, a small group of, of, of already wealthy yes. shareholders and a tiny, tiny group of workers who are more or less trapped in this, this dying industry, uh, you know, are benefiting from it. And the rest of us just pay. I mean, the, 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 the New South Wales Forest Corps runs at a loss consistently. Tens of millions of dollars a year are poured in in subsidies just to keep it afloat. There's, there's tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, in fact, of grants and other kinds of indirect subsidies which are uh, granted to them. If they get fined for having done the wrong thing in our forest, which occasionally happens, then who pays the fine? Oh, guess, guess what? You're, you're good, mate. The New South Wales taxpayer will pick up the bill. So where's the incentive to stop doing all of that, you know? Oh, my so God. It's... um. 
it's 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 a, it's a disgrace. It's an appalling economic blight on uh, you know Australia's economy and on the New South Wales economy in particular. Obviously, Victorians have made the very sensible choice to end uh, native forest logging in Victoria, and that's uh, not before time. WA has done the same thing. So these are very hopeful signs that uh, there is some sense and reason appearing. But unfortunately. Even with a change of federal and state government here in New South Wales, we now have both the, of the ALP state and federal governments essentially softballing it back to the, uh, the the loggers and saying, "Oh no, it worries, mate. You know, you and your you and you and your, your few mates are going to be fine. We're going to back you in against the the voters and the community who are demanding this all end." Doesn't seem to make much political sense. I'm assuming that the logging companies also have some form of uh, influence over the politicians, even well, the Labor Party in New South Wales. Jeff, I mean, it, I know that this is uh, radical radio, and I'm all for the unions and uh, solidarity forever. But unfortunately, in this case, it's a very tiny section of the uh, the CFMMEU, the forestry section which has uh, has a stranglehold, it seems, an extraordinary uh, disproportionate stranglehold over the ALP's decision-making, mm. where, um, where, where they get to uh, dictate these policies to, the, uh, to, to both the state and federal government, get, as I say, in, in absolute contravention of what 360-something ALP branches last year voted to end native forest logging, they sent the uh, proposal to the ALP National Conference. It was just knocked out, batted out of the room, wasn't even debated. And they went ahead with another softballing to the industry uh, proposal, which came up with, you know, mealy mouth weasel words yeah. that did nothing for the forest. We've only so, got about 30 seconds left, Sean. So in a very briefly, can you please tell me what people can do to support the cause? Hashtag stand up for forest. Hashtag end native forest logging. Join you. Create a Fridays for Forest group locally. I think in Victoria, go north to the southeast forest. They're really quite close. Your forests are beautiful. They're full of adventure. And they need to be full of people in order to be able to actually make this political uh, you know, impetus that we need to actually protect our forests forever. Sensational. Thank you, Sean O'Shaughnessy from 